Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. That guy is Eddie. I'm Lee. This is season five, episode eight. We're back at it again. Boom. What are we talking about? So uh, in the thriller category, mm-hmm. the spy fi mm. got Killing Eve. Mm. Oh. Yeah. In the horror category, we got Annabelle Comes Home. Loved it. And in the suspense category, I think, you know, we've got a little bit of uh, <clears throat> Pride and Prejudice. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> That's right. I'm discussing my favorite Jane Austen. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> So, Killing Eve. First of all, uh, for the purse... Purse first. Purse first. first. Welcome to the room, purse first. So, for the past, I think, I think like two years, people have been saying to me, Eddie, 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 you gotta, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. And I'm like, what? Gotta watch what? They're Filling like... the blanks. They're like, Killing Eve. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know, right? Like, I think, because I've been seeing it around, I had no interest. Yeah. And then... And then one of my really good friends said, oh, tell your really good friend, one of my other really good friends. Was it I... me? Am I one of your no. really good friends? <laughs> so person A said, oh, tell person B that I watched what I watched Killing Eve on their recommendation and it was so good. And then I was Ooh. like, okay, so my friends A and B both love this show. Right. Maybe I should give it a go. Still didn't. Person yeah. C was like, Lee, you gotta watch this show, Killing Eve. You're gonna love it. And I, was oh, like, I thought it was more people trying to tell other people through you, and you were yeah. like, "Get a phone, Deborah." <laughs> Don't you hate that when people are like, "Say hi for me." Oh my god! And it's like, well, what do I do when that person says, "Well, tell them hi." I said hi back. Right? It's like, I'm not your yeah. telephone. Service. Right? I'm like, I'm literally on the phone to you, and you're like, "Oh, I'm just hanging out with blah blah." And they're like, "Oh, say hi to blah blah blah." Uh, I'm like, you know, blah blah says hi, and they're like, "Say hi." And they said hi, and I'm like, I'm just trying to move on with my life. I feel like the only time that that's allowed is if it's like a cute dad or like a family yeah. person being yeah. like, tell them I said hi, because then it's kind of cute. Yeah. But if it's like your friend that's going to see them at work, then it's definitely. Yeah. Fully. yeah. And there's levels of like inappropriate, like, you know, you're like on the phone to triple zero, like you're on the phone to emergency. <laughs> you're like, oh, they're bleeding out. And they're like, who is he? And like, it's Greg. And they're like, oh, say hi for me. Like, even so long. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's a no. <laughs> Anyway, Killing Eve. Right. So starring none other than Sandra O. Oh. See, this is... Okay, because this is the thing. A lot of people were like, you're a big Asian queer. <laughs> you should watch Killing Eve. And I was like, I reject... What do you reject about that? You I love mean, all of those things. <laughs> well, I was just like, you don't know me. So I just got really stubborn about it. But is it good? Should I watch it? Um, You can do what you like. But you're going to miss out on a whole lot of life if you don't watch it. <laughs> So let me just break it down for you. Okay. I watched it the first season. There's two seasons out. Right. And I watched the first one all in one day. I, I think mean, it's like whoa. 12 episodes or something like that. Okay. Did you grow Wild. a long wizard beard? I did. <laughs> they found that was just a little relic in a, in a duna. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like a long wizard beard, but like also your like dogs had also grown into the beard as well. <laughs> it was a whole mess. <laughs> Let me just lay it out for you. All right. So Sandra O oh works for what I guess is like, kind of like, I'm just going to put it in terms that I understand. Yeah. Like the Secret Service. Right, right. It's set in like Britain. 
Okay. Yep. And she has this really nice husband who... Have you watched Chernobyl yet? No. Okay, it doesn't matter then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure our viewers might have. Well, he's just the, the main baddie in Chernobyl. Ooh. But he's her husband and he's such a sweetheart in wow. the show that I watched two whole seasons. And then I was in the shower the other day and I was like, that was the same guy. <laughs> wow, you just can't tell people apart. <laughs> no, but that was like such a testament to his acting when yeah. he played two such different characters. Looks exactly the same. Yeah. He's literally the same person. He's, so he he's just the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, great actor. Anyway, she's in like the Secret Service kind of, and she's like kind of obsessed with serial killers. Oh, wow. Or assassins. So she's me. And <laughs> are you obsessed with serial killers? Oh, look, I went through a phase. I think everyone goes through a phase. It's like the goth phase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it actually did coincide with my goth no, phase. No, it does. Yeah. Because you're like, death, blood, life, what's yeah. it all for? Yeah, exactly. And, and then, then I get was... out the black eyeliner. Oh my God. I did, I, I once did like a, a presentation for, for high school. I, I did not attend school very frequently, but when I did, it was embarrassing to myself and my peers. I did a presentation about Jack the Ripper, mm. including crime scene photos. <laughs> like that's inappropriate. <laughs> That's the point where you call social services and you go, this 15-year-old's not well. <laughs> I feel as though the teacher has a responsibility to hold that space. Yeah. When If I was in a classroom and a student started pulling out uh, crime scene photos, I would manage that. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that needs managing, I think, is the main point. <laughs> Yeah, so Sandra Oh, she works in kind of secret service. She's obsessed with serial killers and this one assassin in particular. Right. Which hasn't uh, come to light yet. Like, so nobody Ooh. believes there is this female <gasps> assassin. So she's like, that was an assassin, that was an assassin, that was an assassin. They're like, no, those are just normal death. Yeah, and she's like, and they're linked. <gasps> and she's the first person. Wow, does she have a murder board? Yeah, yeah, fully. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, and so she's like really obsessed with this case. Yeah. Kind of like... I guess she kind of reminds me a bit of like a, when you think of like an FBI profiler. Oh, goes, I was going to say she reminds, reminds you a bit of me. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very driven and smart, ahead of the curve, you know. So she's obsessed with this, finding this person or, or I guess getting people to recognize that maybe these murders are linked. Yeah. She's very, I guess watching the show, it kind of became apparent to me that there's like psychopaths. Yeah. People that don't have empathy for others. Yeah. yeah. On the very far end of the spectrum. Yeah. And then there's like psychopathology as like more of a spectrum, like we might think about other things. So yeah. you're not just like cold hard psychopath, you don't care about others, but you can be on like a spectrum mm. of that kind of behavior. And I think the more Sandra O's character, I got to know her, I was like, oh yeah, there's something going on here with you. Wow. Um, I really love that you bring this perspective to things that you watch and read. Like. I just never, well, it's not that I never think about this kind of stuff. It's just that this is not my field of expertise. Well, Eddie, I, I take myself with me wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, unlike me, because everywhere I go, I just always take the weather with me. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so um, the, enter this other villain. Right. Uh, assassin. Yeah. Her name is Villanelle, which we don't find out for a while, but well, I'm kind of assuming spoiler. that anyone that's listening to this has watched it. If um, not... I'm not going to ruin anything. I haven't watched it. It's about the experience, all right, right? All right, Like I'm, I, I can't tell you how good this show is. Yeah. And so Villanelle and Sandra O, oh, they kind of like get obsessed with each other. Amazing. And it's just fascinating to watch. Their acting is amazing. Sandra O oh won an Emmy. Ooh. Um, and Villanelle, she just does all of these different access, all of these different characters, and she's just on point 100% of the time. She's amazing. fascinating to watch and fascinating to um, your experience of yeah. engaging with her. She does these really brutal 
killings that yeah. she's paid to do, right? right? And she has no qualm about it whatsoever. Uh-huh. But then she's kind of in love with Sandra O. Oh, right. She's and... like, oh, I hope she, I hope she notices my murders. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she, and she's a psychopath in the sense that she sometimes doesn't understand that what's appropriate to say and not to say. So she'll say these like really strange things, thinking that she's being endearing or sweet, <laughs> and then it actually becomes endearing no. and sweet. And you end up like, well, my experience was of like really caring for her. Oh. But then she'll go and do this heinous murder and you're like, well, how am I meant to hold these three things together? Wow. It's almost like people aren't just one thing. I know. And then I think that's what Sandra Oh's character is doing as well. She's thinking yeah. like, I'm kind of obsessed with you. I'm completely preoccupied with mm-hmm. you or by mm-hmm. you. But you're doing these heinous things, but you're also so interesting to me. Yeah. So then the season one ended with a bang. Woo! And I really quickly watched season two. I don't think it was to me as good, but it was still very good. Right. And right. from what I hear, there's going to be a season three. Hello. So I guess my question is, how many garrots out of five would you give it uh six whoa six out of five no eddie so good i like Woo! i've been telling you to watch it for like two weeks now that's true and i i kind of just want to like sit you down and make you watch it <laughs> like it's so good all right all right all right i'll get on it i'll get on it guys if you have already watched killing eve message us oh something i left Tweet out us. Lots of humor. Oh, really? Like, it's very funny. Like, you do a lot of laughing. Right. And a lot of squirming. Right. And that was just another thing I wanted to add. Right? So it's funny. It's uncomfortable. It's sounding a lot like an afternoon with me. (laughs) (laughs) And also Sandra Oh. Like, I could just look at her forever. Right? She's gorgeous. And she's such a good actress. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. I'm done. I mean, I'm probably not. I might come back and talk about it again. When, um... (laughs) When I saw this, I was hoping you would also watch it and then we could yep. do a whole Crime Time episode just dedicated to Killing Eve. You didn't come through. I didn't come through. But there's still the future. There's still, yeah, there's always the future. There's always the future. But, uh, you know, never have I ever seen Killing Eve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I don't want to keep you in suspense too long. But uh, <laughs> I was recently reading a very suspenseful book. Yes. Just full of suspense. Uh, and that book was uh, by an author. You might have heard of it. It sounds suspenseful. Uh, so her name is Jane Austen. Ah, oh, rings a bell. Yeah. J.A., yeah. I think they call her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. She was actually the inspiration for Jar Jar Binks. No. <laughs> <laughs> J.A., I don't know. That, that wasn't, no, no, I loved it. It didn't land. Great. No, it totally landed. <laughs> we you should leave that in. in it. <laughs> uh, so Pride and Prejudice. Here is my case for this being a suspense Go novel. on, go on. So it starts out in a picturesque village in the English countryside, right? So did 28 Days. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Zombie film, but... 28 Days later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, much, much like that. Yeah. (laughs) There's a family uh, who are very happy together, the Bennets, uh, but the only sadness is that they're all girls and none of them can inherit the 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 home so it's willed to go to a male heir and and the father who is not in ill health but knows at some point he's gonna die and his family will be left destitute i'm gonna stop you i know Uh, nothing about this so just let me ask a few questions Uh, it's a very famous book yeah uh lots of people talk about it all the time i tune out yeah but uh in respect to this show i'm gonna keep listening (laughs) 
But so he just like by law can't leave it to his girl child? So it's not that it's by law. It's that it's a particular ancestral estate. Right. So basically when he was willed it, he's only willed it for his lifetime. So he can't sell it, for example. But it can't be passed on to his... It can't be passed on to any of his daughters. Like it has to be a boy. Has to be a man. Can it be a boy child? That it could have? be a boy child, but they don't have any boy children. Okay. Tragedy. There's four girls, you say? Hold on, let me think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not an expert on this, but I feel like between four girls, one could pop out a boy heir. Oh, if they hurry, but they're all quite young. I think the oldest oh, okay. is like 19. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so it's, you know. I see. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, these two mysterious gentlemen show up. Is one Mr. Darcy? Because I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like every straight girl I've ever met is all like really hot and bothered about Mr. Darcy. Yeah, well, that's because he was played by Colin Firth that one time and it just kind of did some things to some people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to frame this like a mystery. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. Uh, one of them is immediately uh, drawn to Jane, the eldest daughter of the Bennets. But there's something going on with the mysterious Mr. Darcy. He seems really ill-tempered, rude, like he doesn't want to be there. Is he a bastard? (laughs) As in a jerk. Yeah, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. And then a young soldier named Willoughby shows up. (gasps) You know, him and and Darcy, they have a few odd interactions. And... uh, Are they exes? Well... You'll find out. Okay, okay, okay. So... I'm in suspense here. So Elizabeth, the second eldest, who was kind of a bit like, you know, like Darcy kind of insulted her. He said she wasn't that, all that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so she kind of hooks up with this Willoughby guy. They're like hanging out. And he's like, had a few weird interactions with Darcy that she's seen. And she's like, what's going on there? And he's like, oh, it's none of my business to tell you that. I can't tell you that. But... I'm going to anyway. His family, you know, they promised me some things which he did not deliver on. We were brought up like brothers, but he's cast me out. Those two boys. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, so, so Lizzie has this kind of situation where her older sister might be about to marry Mr. Bingley, Darcy's best friend, but like, what's going on? Yeah, no. What's the mystery? What does Willoughby know? Does... Are Willoughby's intentions pure? We don't know. We just don't know. But you love this book, right? <laughs> It's really good. It's withstood the test of time. It's frequently put on the list of greatest novels written in the English language. Mm. Look, it's really great. If you love uh, a good romance, if you love a good BBC period drama, <laughs> you should definitely get on those. But um, look, I do think that there's some great suspense in this. I think it's really withheld the test of time over the past, what, like 200 years. Oh, I don't know, man. It's a while. It was a while. Ah, I was but a young lad (laughs) when it first came out. Yeah, so I I think that for me, the thing that's really interesting is you don't know a lot about these characters. There's not a lot of communication between men men and women, especially if they're not related or if they haven't been introduced to each other. They can't even write letters to each other. Yeah, I think this is the thing that why I don't sometimes get these books because I don't know what the particular... um, Oh, like the rules the and rules conventions were, are, The conventions, yeah. like, you know, I've said this before, but sometimes I'm reading books that were written, like, quite some time ago mm, in a context mm, that mm. I don't understand. So they'll be yeah. like, this happened, and my gosh. And I'm like, 
I don't think I understand the yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, uh, why do I care that I saw their ankles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and I think that this... I feel that way reading even Agatha Christie sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, I can see that, yeah. But I think the thing that I really love about this book is that there's this moment of drama. So you have this kind of arc where you're like, oh, Lizzie and Jane, are they ever going to be happy? There's this kind of thing where you're just like, oh, I don't know. And then when it, everything starts to look like it's being resolved the fucking ass falls out of everything and it just becomes like this like whirlwind of suspense when i first read it i was like oh shit son and i really do think that there's an element there of suspense and what i want to say is our twitter handle at crime time pod please tell me why why you think it's so gripping in that way because i think you know like it is a romance but i think Really, I think you could classify it as a suspense. Isn't that what a good narrative arc is, though, arguably? Yeah, so yeah. this is this is something that I, I think about a lot. Like, when I'm trying to look through the books that I've read and what I could talk about on this show, and I come up with these really loose justifications often, but I think every now and then there's one that just kind of comes to me and I'm like, <sighs> in terms of genre, it just doesn't hit any of the marks but it just evokes the same feeling that like crime does mm. where you're like, I need to know I'm guessing mm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how this ends. And I think that Jane Austen really does that a lot. She has these kind of, you know, she has like a red herring every mm. now and then that you're just like, that's such a classic crime convention, which I think, you know, a lot of people who started out writing crime probably would have read mm. Jane Austen's work and been like this kind of red herring thing is like ideal yeah uh greatest one of the greatest books written in the English language yeah I feel that way about um Rosemary's Baby Ira Levin yeah yeah it's yeah would you (laughs) can you give me you get lost for words I gotta be lost for words um well I wasn't expecting me to come out with old Rosemary's Baby I guess yeah but how would you say that it transcends genre can you pitch it to me like a romance nah I was fully (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right, okay. all right. Thank you for sharing that. But uh, speaking of horrifying children, you went to the movies the other week. I did. Much like a horrifying child. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you went to go see uh, Annabelle Comes Home. I saw Annabelle Comes Home. And how was it? Um, so, you know our favourite boys over at uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved? Oh, I love those guys. So good. I just keep falling more in love with them. I just love them. They're, They're literally ideal. Adorable. Yeah. Um. So they uh, went to... Okay, firstly, Lorraine Warren sadly passed away. Which is, yeah, just terrible. Very sad. So uh, just quick history, Ed and Lorraine Warren were just really briefly demon hunters, demonologists, ghost hunters, mediums, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit of everything. And they were involved in lots of famous ghost uh, and ghost huntings and possessions and all sorts of fun stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it goes pretty traumatic for the people involved, but sure. Throughout their lives. Yeah, so um, what was it? The Enfield Poltergeist. Amityville Horror, yeah. The Haunting of Connecticut. There's, yeah. there's lots of things that they were involved in. And, you know, some people say uh, it was completely, a, these stories are complete hoaxes. Other mm. people say they're completely not. Other people say they're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and then they have... And where do you fall on that? I'm in the middle. Right, sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it the other day and I thought, I, I think I'm pretty good at telling when people are lying. Yeah. And I think sometimes people are saying absurd things, but it doesn't look like they're lying. And I imagine yeah. that they believe what they're saying is the right. truth. Right, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure there are some people that are just really fantastic liars. Yeah, like like John Edwards. Like John Edwards, but I can see he's slimy. So. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so long story short, Annabelle was one of the cases that they were involved in. It was this yeah. haunted Raggedy Ann. 
intense. And they had this place uh, that they still have that their son now has, and it was like their house. And on the built onto the side was like a little museum. So whenever mm. they went anywhere and you know vanquished a demon, got rid of a poltergeist, whatnot, they took the haunted object back to that museum. Which I'm like, don't go in that room. Oh my god, I want to go there so bad. Oh my god, beep beep, you're gonna get cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's it. <laughs> it's over for you. <laughs> I really want to go there, but right. I think I would be terrified. I think so too. But you go in there and I'll just be outside with a spray bottle of holy water. Yeah. And you come out and I'll be like, you know what I'm saying? The power of Christ compels you. I don't know much about Catholicism, but does does holy water just mean that a priest has blessed the yes. water? Yeah. So it could just be any water. Yeah, but it's got to be blessed. Blessed by the priest. And, yeah. and, and, and it can't have been tainted at any point as well. Like, so for example, the second that the holy water is in some way compromised, I don't think it's any, it's not holy anymore. So for, I, I, I was reading this uh, thread uh, that a bunch of uh, people were trying to figure out if a priest could theoretically bless the ocean uh-huh. and make the ocean holy water. And the problem is fish poop in it. Right. So, and also the intention's a little bit prideful, I think, to like bless the whole ocean. Yeah, for but sure. yeah, so the the main problem would be it'd be like I'm blessed, I'm blessed, and then a jellyfish would go past like fighting, and it'd be like <laughs> not blessed anymore. Right, right, right. So I think you have to like store it properly, and I think you also kind of have to believe in it. Like I think it's like a crucifix against a vampire. Like I feel like traditionally you have to believe in in the object that you're holding for for it to hold any kind of stock. So it's much like a placebo and not in a rude sense. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It only has power through your faith. Yeah, treatment like often works. People believe it will work. Yeah. Um, Anyway, sorry. Yes, but about all of that. So um, it came to my, the the, the third Annabelle film came to my attention because uh, our friends over at BuzzFeed Unsolved went to this museum. And we say friends, best friends, really. <laughs> best friends. And it haunted the Annabelle doll. I know. I was so stressed because you could see that Ryan was so scared. Like, there was a moment where Shane went to touch it and he just went, no! Yeah, like it was such and a it was real. real response. I want to be Shane, but I think I'm Ryan. <laughs> yeah, look, I want to be... I think I'm somewhere in between, but I think I'm more on the kind of Shane side of things, except that I would actually be a bit shit scared. Yeah. Not because I think a ghost would get me, but because I think I'd be like out in the woods somewhere in the darkness and I'd be like, well, there's probably a murderer. <laughs> like I'm, I'm scared of very kind of like corporeal things, but in a very paranoid way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would... I would be very nervous in that situation. Right? Well, because I'd be like, what kind of mold spores am I breathing <laughs> in, this, in this haunted house? So I saw the first two Annabelle films and I thought they were yeah. shocking, as in like terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Annabelle creation wasn't great. Mm. I don't remember what the other Annabelle film was. It's like the original one. Maybe there's only two. Mm. But I guess part of it was at the start of the second Conjuring film. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Anyway, I went and saw the third one or the second one. What is it? Annabelle comes comes home home. and I saw that it got 85% on Rotten Tomatoes which is I feel like is a good barometer for films not always but sure I mean you know sometimes there's controversy and casting and people like I'll vote it down because I'm hateful you know that's true yeah Yeah. or they just vote it down because Will Smith's in it I'm just saying well, uh, <laughs> my wife, your sister, does talk a lot about that. That yeah. I Am Legend is only at 68 around Tomatoes. Which makes no sense because it's honestly one of the greatest films yeah. of all time. She would say the greatest film of all time. Well, she watches Dunkirk repeatedly, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't know about... Plus, she only watches it up until right before the the dog... Yeah, no, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And, and something happens. That's fair. That's dog. fair. <laughs> so, and like, she's like, I'm not watching that. So maybe it's getting points down for dead dog. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, Annabelle yeah. comes home. Um, I didn't have high expectations because I feel like these like um, runoff yeah. television uh, yeah. episodes or whatever are usually shitty. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. Really? It was, there was a lot of laughing. It was like quite comical. And something that I noticed was, interestingly, when I went, it was like on a Friday night and uh-huh. it was packed full of teenagers. Amazing. Like, packed. It was Which sold out. Which is the out. kind of feel you want in a horror film. Yeah. Yeah. And... What I noticed was that the Conjuring films that have come out so far, I feel like mm-hmm. they've really been directed towards like older adults. Right. But this film, such as yourself, such as myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let this youthful look deceive you. <laughs> um, no, but this film was the main characters were all teenagers. Oh, so the vibe was really the kind vibe of vibe was different, and yeah. I feel like the 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 audience they were trying to reach a different audience, which I feel like they did really successfully. Mm. Like it was scary, funny, kind of cool, and directed at teenagers. Amazing. So I'm like, this is a great way to keep the Conjuring, mm. uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren franchise right, yeah. alive. Exactly. As you age and and eventually, you know, I'm gonna say disintegrate into dust. <laughs> I mean, you're not far <laughs> off. <laughs> Unless I'm Benjamin buttoning this oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> dang. So you're like, wow, it's getting more and more relatable as I get younger. <laughs> really enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. It's a fun, scary film. Yeah. They, they just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of camp, scary doll films, Chucky's mm. coming out soon. Yeah. I have, I've never seen a Chucky film. So I have, uh, but here's the thing, and I'm about to get deep. I once dated a young man uh, when I... It wasn't <laughs> yeah. Chucky, was it? When I was a young man, I once dated a young man, and uh, he he just he, he kept putting on horror films, and I think it was this kind of effort to get me kind of scared and cuddly, you know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm like, get out of, get away, try to watch this murder doll. So it's just a really <laughs> distracting experience for me because I'm trying to watch the murder doll. Meanwhile, someone's trying to make out with my face, yeah. like just the side <laughs> of my head, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck off. Which is why I didn't heaps love the third. Uh, Star Wars prequel because I was like fuck off I'm trying to see Anakin oh you oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't great <laughs> but yeah so I'm, I'm keen to see a Chucky film without anyone trying to lick the side of my face uh, unless we could watch it uh, with your dogs oh that, that'd be they fine would love that actually they hate horror films I think there's something <laughs> about the score yeah they don't, they don't like the sound yeah well because people are stressed and I think dogs pick that up yeah yeah yeah, I've never seen any Chucky films. Something about it just doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. Yeah. Saying that, I went and saw the Halloween film mm. that mm. Um, we went and saw, I think, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, it was so good. And I feel like they're kind of of that similar time. Yeah, definitely. I think the main thing is that Jason Voorhees doesn't speak. And I think that that's quite scary. Uh, but Chucky talks a lot. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's going to be like an annoying... Well, it's Mark Hamill. As in, uh, you don't watch Star Wars. I know that guy. Well, yeah, so it's Mark <laughs> Hamill, um, and and he's quite a good voice actor. So mm. I, I think I think I'm interested to see how to go. Well, you need to come back, report to Crime Time Podcast. <laughs> I need to find someone to go with me first, because you know me, I'm gonna piss myself. <laughs> um, okay, we are done on that note. Until next time, boom. <laughs>